What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Onyx here at Going Full Nerd. I got a question. Do you like this podcast? If so, great. I'd like to share with you. It isn't cheap to produce a weekly podcast, so I could really use your help. Take the time to visit anchor.fm slash goingfullnerd slash support and become a supporter. You could choose the amount of your support, get an exclusive supporter shout out, and receive access to exclusive supporter giveaways. So thanks in advance, and let's keep that nerdy goodness going. Peace, y'all, and I'm out of here. All right, fingers down my spine, girl, you look mighty fine. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Onyx once again, coming live. Well, what's up, it's my man? What's up, Eddie? How you doing? Glad you could join in. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's going on? Once again, we got another Wednesday night, a little nerd talk with Onyx. It's a little bit basic, you know, just, you know, just talking about random stuff or stuff that just pops up. You know, if you looked at the description of tonight's episode, you know, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about some trailers. I'm going to talk a little bit about some things on YouTube I used to enjoy. And, you know, and we're going to answer a couple of questions that I got you know, since the last time I did a podcast, which really wasn't that long ago. It was just Sunday. But, you know, it's it's kind of what we do. It's how we do it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's building that camaraderie, that community, that thing that they always say you should try to do on YouTube. And, you know, a lot of a lot of people just don't get it. But before we get started, before we get into it, you know, as always, with everything we do, I got to put out the shameless plug. So while I take a sip of water, let's listen to the shameless plug. What's up, everybody? It's shameless plug time. So thanks for checking out the podcast, Going Full Nerd. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe everywhere possible. So look for Going Full Nerd on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, goingfullnerd.com, and my Twitter handle, onyxxx1969. You can also listen to the audio version on its home, anchor.fm, but also on Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you consume your podcast listening pleasure. Hey, guys. Let's get on with the show. Okay, we're getting on with the show. We are getting on with the show. So, you know, I pretty much said it. You saw the description. Trailers dropping like flies. And we got a couple I want to bring your attention to. I mean, that's what we're doing in, in the middle of new shows popping up. We're looking at these trailers dropping. It's entertainment they're trying to push our way. You know, so I'm going to bring your attention. Um, 
here's the deal. We got a, we got a trail. We got a couple of trailers dropped. One of them, I, I want to kind of bring to your immediate, immediate, immediate attention, and that's Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Okay, Zack Snyder strikes again. Now, people, let, let's 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 keep it real. Let's keep it real. Okay, you know, by watching my channel. I, I I don't, what's the best way for me to say it? I don't gush over Zack Snyder. I'm not a hater either, but I don't gush. Now, I'm going to tell you though, Army of the Dead, that's a Zack Snyder project I'm going to get behind. You know, Justice League, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was a great movie. Let's just leave it at that. But Army of the Dead, I'm digging this thing. I mean, the trailer looks really, really good, you know? Now, here's the only issues I got. I always got issues with something, don't I? I got, I got problems with everything, but that's, that's just my nature. You know, I, I'm an asshole, but that's cool. Do you really want to call these zombies? Do you really want to call these zombies? I mean, they even mentioned it in the trailer that they're smarter, more organized. And if you look at and faster, I mean, did you see how fast them zombies? They, these were like World War Z zombies when it came to speed, right? You know, but then, you know, first of all, I love me some Vegas. You know, so to have Vegas overrun with zombies, I'm, you know, that's a sad state of being, in my humble opinion. And that's one thing I, you know, and I don't classify this as a horror movie. This is an action flick. You know what I mean? I'm going to dig this. I, I like this. This, this, I, I wasn't a big fan fan of The Walking Dead, but Army of the Dead, I think I'm going to get behind this. This 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 looks like something I would watch. Now, here's the deal. Don't get me wrong. I got all these questions and and I'm looking at the trailer. I want more, but here's the thing. This is going to be a win-win for Netflix. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. This is going to be a win-win for Netflix. This is on point. And I'm agree. I'm agreeing with my man Demond in the chat. They are not what we think they are. I mean, they showed it in the trailer. I think they were like zombies kissing. You know what I'm saying? They were like, you know, doing all that. So I know this is going to be something. This is going to be on fire. It, let, let's let's give Zach. I, I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna do it. Let's give Zach a, a, a round of applause. Let's give Zach Snyder a round of applause because this is gonna be this is gonna be one of the better ones, in my humble opinion, that he has or will do. You know, I mean, I'm still gonna say nothing beats out Watchmen. I, I love Watchmen, but that's me. That's me. Watchmen is my movie, but I, I, I'm gonna leave it that. Then. I was going to sit back, kick it, and I follow a few entertainers and stars on my Twitter handle, and I kind of like to see what they talk about, what they do. But then Ryan Reynolds, 
Ryan Reynolds is a special dude. He dropped, I'm going to say this, he dropped a Red Band trailer for his next movie. Now, this movie is The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Now, that title itself is a mouthful, and it doesn't really flow off the tongue. But here's the deal. You got Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson. You know, I got to give him the whole thing. Samuel L. Motherfucking Jackson. Okay. And Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek. Ooh-wee. Wait a minute. Let me make sure my wife ain't. She ain't logged on. Okay. Salma Hayek. Ooh-hoo-hoo-hoo. Oh. But anyway, I remember in the first, I remember reviewing the first movie, The Hitman's Bodyguard. But that was back in like 2017. You can check the review. It is on my YouTube channel. You can peep it out and do it. I don't know if I uploaded the audio of that onto the podcast. If people tell me I should, I will. But here's the deal. You know, it, it was actually the top draw in the box office for its release weekend, making about $21 million, a little bit over $21 million. So it, it didn't do that bad. I mean, you know, for something that, you know, by just initial looks, you'd have been like, eh. but here's the deal. I gave it a 4.25, a four and a quarter out of five. And I said, it was not a perfect movie, but the action and connection between the two main characters, which was Ryan Reynolds, Sam Jackson. Okay. It kept you laughing all the way through the movie, especially when they had their flashback scenes. Okay. I I'm, I'm going to tell you, I got high hopes for this one. So, you know, the sequel is going to focus on Salma Hayek's character trying to rescue her husband played by Samuel motherfucking Jackson. Okay. And you know, there's one, a couple of things I noticed in the trailer. You know, Ryan Reynolds got a lot of business opportunities and they got a scene where somebody's jumping through and they got the aviation gin. Now, if you don't already know, Sam Jack, I mean, not Sam Jack, but uh, Ryan Reynolds is an owner of aviation gin. So product placement, we know this happens in movies all the time. It always does it. I don't do much product placement because nobody outside of you guys are actually sponsoring me. (laughs) So the only product placement I got is I put your names at the end of the videos. But here's the deal. This is the deal. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm sure they're going to be using Mint Mobile phones and it's going to be on point. That's another. So, so far with the new release trailers, I'm two out of two that your boy is getting excited for. And then we get this. Fast and Furious 9. I'm done. I am done. John Cena, I can't see it. I I can't see it. You know, this is so different. It is so different from what drew fans to Fast and Furious as a franchise. Now, I mean, it's morphed into an explosive superhero feet stretching beyond imagination that any car enthusiast cannot 
look at it realistically and be like, yeah, I could do that. Now, the first couple of Fast and Furious, I, you know, that got me hyped back in the day. The neon, the clean cars, the hyped up, the street race. I don't like, you know, I'm not condoning street racing. But it's like, come on, man. Come on, please. Please, please, please. But, you know, I don't know what to say. I mean, it lost. It really lost what drew me to it in the first place. And watching the trailer, and I know this because they've been kicking this movie down the road, kicking the can down the road because of 2020's pandemic. And I still got the question, where the fucking hand come from? You know, he's supposed to be dead. Ain't, ain't Han supposed to be dead? I mean, the last time I checked. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. But I'm going to be honest. I stopped watching this once the street racing stopped. So, like, I think the last one I actually watched was, you know, I watched Fast. I, I think I wa- I think Tokyo Drift, uh, you know, was, was the last thing. I think I, th- I watched the first three plus Tokyo Drift. You, you know, I mean. Tokyo Drift would bow out. That was kind of like, but it was still within real realms of realism to a point. But it's like, come on, man. Come on, son. They did me like that. So out of the three brand new trailers that dropped, two of them, I'm hoping to give great, I, I expect to give great reviews. The third one, I'm going to be like, uh, yeah, player. Y'all, y'all, y'all could have held on to that. I think I did a thing when they first announced it and showed the posters. I think it's up on the channel. And I said, yo, you guys are like, it, it, what are they, the freaking Power Rangers now? They had the colored posters with all behind them. You know, I mean, come on. They, they doing this to me. They doing this to me. And yes, it is not for gearheads anymore. DeMond knows what I'm talking about. You know, we used to get ideas from these movies. Now as I look at them, it's like, I think they lost me with Hobbs and Shaw fighting the black Superman, but that's a whole different story. All right. So I'm going to go on to a a next subject. Next subject. I'm not, and I'm going to get to some more stuff once I get to the questions. my next subject I'm going to talk about is the changes on YouTube. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to tell you because Wednesdays I usually try to be a little more motivational. I don't really talk a lot about the movies and stuff. I have been interjecting it because I, I need to put the news out as it gets out. But here's the thing, and I'm going to say this. You know, there's so many YouTube channels that I used to watch religiously that gave me... um that gave me joy that I, w- I, I would be like, oh, that's subscribe bell. I hope to be that type of channel for a lot of people because they want to hear my opinion. They want to laugh at my opinion. They want to argue with my opinion because that's what I enjoy. I want, I, I love the fact when people have different points of view. Now, I used to watch a lot of different YouTube channels. I like a lot of comedy. I like a lot of things like that. So I used to watch Ray William Johnson. I used to watch a YouTube channel called Hot Damn I Rock. I remember entering contests that was mentioned on the YouTube channel uh, when Alpha Cat had a YouTube channel. And I and naming these channels, these are channels, you know, Timothy De La Ghetto, uh, you know, 
these guys made their impression on me in the earlier days of YouTube. And the thing is, is YouTube, I think, got lost along the way. Everybody got a little wrapped up with all the stuff about, oh, I got to get monetized. I got to do this. I'm glad I got monetization, but that wasn't really why I was doing it. That just helps me continue to do it longer. But the thing about it is, I think a lot of problems with YouTube is a lot of people have not put out content and tried to do what I'm hoping to do on this channel, which is connecting with the subscribers, connecting with the viewers, trying to get people to interact. That's one thing television doesn't do. You don't really interact with television. Okay. I want you to interact with this channel. I love getting questions. I love getting comments. I love when people give suggestions. Can I do them all? No, it's impossible. I'm one guy running this in a small closet size. Well, this is not a closet size room in my house. All my computer equipment is hot as hell. I'm constantly drinking something to keep my temperature down. I got my, I got my COVID vaccinations back killing me, but this is the whole deal. We got to keep the community together. We got to be able to express and enjoy the company and meeting people and having a platform where we could just kind of chill. All right. So that's it. As far as my motivational <laughs> my motivational moment that I like to do on Wednesdays. I hope y'all enjoyed it. That's me. Finish me preaching. Now let's get to some questions. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I seen in the comments here. And I'm going to talk about a couple of questions. Now these were this week's questions came from my man, Eddie at from fully geeking out. He has a young YouTube channel. He's starting out. I love it. Hey, check him out. Okay. Here's the deal. He dropped off a couple of questions based off of the last podcast. And I know I've talked about some of these subjects, but I'm going to touch it again. First question ended up being, it was, do I think the market is too saturated with comic book, live action movies and TV shows? Short answer, no. Okay. And the second part of that same question is, should the market stop for a year or so to revitalize hero interest and come up with better storylines? Let's, let's, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. 2020 was the reset year. All right. Pandemic movie theaters closed. All hell was breaking loose. I was struggling by not being able to go to my favorite theater and have my Heineken and eat my loaded fries and my cheese steak. You know, being able to call my partners up, yo, DeMont, we gonna go see some movies, man. We gonna hook up. Yo, calling my man Ernie. Yo, we gonna go. Yo, you know where we going. And that hurt me for 2020. So I think we've already had our reset year, if you're talking about taking a break. I think it kind of brought out the crack fiend in many of us when it comes to superhero entertainment media. Because look at how long have they been kicking Black Widow down the line. Look at how many years <laughs> with the with the Snyder Cut um, fan base fighting to get that thing released. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I'm just just putting it out there. So 
you know, don't do it. You know, I think we've had a break and we don't need a break. The other reason why I say we don't need a break and we don't need to revitalize interest is because don't get it wrong. I think that a lot of the superhero media, the, the, the surface has barely been scratched. This is going to roll back into my comments, my feelings, and that is some companies manage their intellectual properties better than others. Okay? Plain and simple. And, you know, while I have always been vocal about how the release the Snyder Cut stuff has been annoying to me because <laughs> it floods my social media. But I am going to praise a lot of it. And don't quote me after this. Yeah, it's going to be on YouTube. I'm going to praise a lot of it because people wanted to see a specific type of story and they let the studio know. Now, does that mean the studios are going to do what everybody has. No, they're going to continue to fight and do their formula and they're going to try to go for the quick book. That's just nat- that's just the nature of it. That's just the nature of it. I mean, every major studio that does superhero genre and I'm a, I'm a, I'm talking like there's a ton of them, but I'm talking about the two the big two, Disney and Warner Brothers, all right? I'm I'm very vocal about Warner Brothers screwing stuff up. I I, I really am. And, you know, there's no reason why we should have 50 million Batman movies. There's no reason why they couldn't have done an extended universe properly. There's no reason. There's no reason. They went for the quick buck, and that's what they did. But, and I do drop praise on Marvel Studios and Disney, but even they have done things incorrectly okay i just i I, you just don't catch it you know the the whole netflix thing mishandled hulu mishandled okay and now i think they're trying to go back and fix some of that but you know let's talk they talk the shows that were on abc television agents of shield and human they've screwed the pooch on a lot of that some of it's from the producers some of it's from the directors some of it's from in-studio fighting it is what it is Okay, and we're not even going to talk about the Fox debacles, even though this cool, fantastic four shirt, you know, I like it, but you know, it is what it is. All right, got one more question that came. And oh, one more thing. And here's the thing. And oh, let me let me touch on this. Demond, great statement. And you want to know what I'm going to say? There's studios that are not doing the same formula, and those studios are the Netflix, Amazon Prime. Because when you got shows like The Boys, Invincible, and uh, you got comic book uh, things popping on Netflix, like Umbrella Academy, um, Lock and Key, um, and, and you're getting those independents, those are hidden gems. And we're sleeping on them. I can't wait to see Jupiter's legacy. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm drooling, just waiting on that. So that's, you know, that's just to put that out there. But let's get to the second question. The second question is, 
Do you think a movie's rating should dictate the movie's storyline? This also came from Fully Geeking Out. The example is, he feels Wolverine should have been an R-rated movie because Wolverine is violent, especially when he goes berserker. And, you know, that we do love these storylines and they should be preserved as much as possible when translated to the silver screen. And he quoted, look how well Deadpool did as an R-rated movie. Now, here's the deal. Let's roll it out. Is it required to have R-rated superhero movies? I am going to hit that with a resounding no. But here's the caveat. There are characters that should have, it shouldn't be any question if they should be in an R-rated flick. Let's take notice. Punisher. If you've got the Punisher in a movie, yes, please have it in an R-rated flick. Deadpool, because of language and the violence, the gun violence, the, you know, and all that, yes, should be an R-rated flick. Okay? Wolverine. A solo movie with Wolverine should be an R-rated flick because of the violence, okay? Now, let's take the bigger expanses, the bigger teams, all right? I'm going to put the bigger teams. Let's take the Justice League. Let's take the Avengers. Let's take the X-Men. Let's take the Fantastic Four. They have characters that could possibly be in these solo R-rated flicks. You know, let's take Justice League for an example. Batman. (laughs) This has been a heated argument for the longest. Does Batman kill? Now, here's my thing. Batman does his best not to kill, in my opinion. That is my opinion. Okay? But, Batman's rogue gallery don't give a fuck. (laughs) That's why Batman's movies should be an R. He is super violent. Okay. Do I feel that they need to show Batman, you know, taking out the common criminal with extreme justice? No, because Batman has a kid following and things like that. But when you've got a rogues gallery like the Joker, Two-Face, Zaz, um, Scarecrow, these guys are ruthless. These guys are killers. They've kidified them a lot, yes. Yes, because of cartoons and stuff like that. But we can do, we can do the R because of themes doesn't necessarily always have to be because of violence. Could be because of mature themes and the such. Now, let's talk, when you put those characters into a larger group, let's take Wolverine, let's take Batman, let's take those types, okay? When you put them in a group ensemble, the group ensemble movie has to appeal to a broader audience, okay? You can get the intent in a PG-13 film without showing the graphicness that you would see in an R. Makes a sense? Does that make sense to you guys? 
in the words of Demond, Batman has a lot of collateral damage. <laughs> okay? Punisher has intentional damage. Wolverine has intentional damage. Straight up. Okay? It is what it is. You know, you've got to get that conflict between a Cyclops and a Wolverine about the killing. You got to get that conflict between a Superman and a Batman about being overly brutal. You see my point? That's my that's what I'm thinking. You know, but as I always said, this is just opinion. It is what it is. Going back into I'm going into the chat looking at you guys. And here's the deal. Um Josh, Josh, uh, Josh, you said it, you know, it depends on the character and that's just all I'm really saying. But when it comes to the studios and those executives, they're trying to maximize ticket sales. And, you know, that's where it's hit or miss, you know, it's, um, you catch failures and there have been failures. There, there have been major failures. I'm going to, Hey, don't, don't freak out guys. I'm getting ready to do some camera switching just because I think my main camera is getting ready to shut, shut down. Okay. So, so, you know, don't mind the quality. I'm just got different cameras. I'm showing off a little bit. So here's my thing. Major studios, they, 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 they follow a certain formula. And, and I think that's common for a lot of, um, videos for a lot of movies and stuff like that. Um, Blade. Yeah. He should be R rated. Uh, they'll, they'll roll it. They're talking about, they're talking about making it PG 13, you know, but like I said, cinematography, a good director can make a PG 13 movie. So intense and enjoyable that you'll be okay. I mean, that's just, that was, that's the sign of a good writer and a good director, in my opinion. You know, there's a lot of things that I'm looking forward to. Um, you know, I can't wait. We got some animated features getting ready to drop. Justice League, World War II, Flash doing this time travel thing, ending up in World War II with the Justice Society. That's looking good. Um, Demond, you dropped it in here. Uh, you're talking about that Batman and Long Halloween. That looks so good. Oh, man. And I've, I've always loved DC Warner Brothers animation. That looks, I mean, that just looks good. And, 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 um, I mean, the storyline, if you look at the trailer for that, I was kind of mad at my PR people from Warner Brothers because they gave it to everybody like a day before. And I didn't get the materials until the day after. I was like, oh, I'm not going to put this out. Everybody watched it already. But I cannot wait for that. I, I've always loved Warner Brothers uh, DC Comics animation. I've always said they needed to take a hint in that area from their... Um, you know, on their live action side, we got a lot of cast stuff, you know, you got a lot of stuff going on and it's, it's, it's all going to be based on reception. I'm going to be honest. I'm a bad, I'm a poor judge. If they were to look at me and say, we're going to base the success of our movies as they come out on going full nerd. I pay to watch all of them. I like them all. I mean, I grew up with some horrendous looking superhero flicks. I ain't going to lie. So 
my thing is, is good, bad, and different, whether I like it or not, they're going to get my money. I'm going to see it. You know, but it is. It is. Now, I, I'm looking at the chat. You're talking about the... Yeah, now, Demond, if you're talking about the Flashpoint movie, that is going to be a train wreck. I'm going to tell you. All right, let, 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 let Onyx give you... Let me give you my opinion. You ready for my opinion, folks? I, I'm going to give you my opinion. And my opinion is going to... On how the um, superhero films, and I'm going to say over at Warner Brothers, need to happen. This is my opinion. If Warner Brothers, if anybody from Warner Brothers wants to give me a job to oversee their extended superhero universe, let me do it. You don't need Josh Whedon. You don't need Zack Snyder. You don't need anybody. You just need to get me the comic books so I can walk these people through what needs to happen. I'm going to show you. Okay. First of all, we're going to lay the groundwork. The groundwork we're going to lay is not going to be based on Superman. It's not going to be based on Batman. Hell, it's not even going to be based on Earth. It's going to be based on that movie they just canceled. It's going to be based on the new gods. We're going to start. Onyx Cinematic Universe, okay? The Onyx Cinematic Universe for DC comic books starts off with the new gods, okay? And it's going to be about the conflict between New Genesis and Apocalypse. And with that being said, in the middle of that, we're going to introduce our second movie, which is going to be called the core rise of Oa. And we're going to introduce the various cores of the emotional spectrum. Notice we're not getting into the individual heroes. We're starting with their baselines. Then we're going to get our next movie, which will talk about the dawn of heroes on earth and why is earth the focal point for this cinematic superhero universe that's how i was started off okay okay that's your boy now if y'all want me to go on with that i'll start scripting and writing a series and telling you guys with pictures how I will do it. So just let me know in the comment section, not so much in the chat, comment on the video, let me know, and I will start scripting the way I feel this is going to rock. Okay. We wouldn't get the flashpoints <laughs> for many, many years, <laughs> many, many, many years. We would have a crisis. We would get these heroes. We wouldn't even redo Superman, Batman, all that. They would, their ass would just be there because we've done it enough. Even the most casual person knows the origins of these characters, and we can establish their demeanor right off the bat from the initial movies, you know, little things. Develop the side histories. Not focusing on the characters, but focusing on what molded the characters. That's what I'm talking about. 
And that's a different approach from Marvel, which with character, origin, then motivation. I'm going to talk about what, what, what big event created this foolishness. That's the way I look at it. Um, as far as the Justice Society film before a Justice League, um, I that's slippery ground. I would not have a Justice Society at all until I introduce a multiverse concept. Okay, I would create my DC universe as a singularity where the Age of Heroes start with the Justice League. And then we can utilize Flash to show and see those alternate Earths where heroes developed a little bit sooner. But that's why you have those entities like the New Gods uh, series that will plant the seed for the multiverse type thing, right? And the uh, actions of uh, Oa and the Guardians to show that the multiverse, you know, you plant the seeds to say the multiverse is out there, but you take people down a specific path. That's my thought process. But I, I want to leave you guys with this, okay? I want to leave you guys with this. Um, you know, Wednesday's Nerd Talk, that's usually my development, you know, how things are going with the channel, what's going on. I'm looking at doing a couple of things. I, I de definitely need to um, flesh it out through the channel members. Yes, I'm going to talk about the channel memberships. Um, they are active. Uh, it does it will, I'm not going to say it does, but it will get you uh, some exclusive content. Um, I'm going to start creating some exclusive content. I also have to create some additional uh, discount codes for members for the Going Full Nerd merchandise site. Um, I'm also, I also got to get our fundraising set for uh, the Children's National Medical Center this year. And, you know, I definitely want to include the channel members in that conversation. So, if, you know, the first thing I like to tell everybody is, is I would love for you to subscribe to my YouTube channel or to my podcast or even better yet, both. Um, this is the road to 5,000. I have a small goal. Small goal is 5,000 subscribers, 5,000 members uh, of the Going Full Nerd online community. Okay. And, uh, you know, I don't call it fans. It's not fans. They're, you subscribe and you're part of this community because, you know, building the community of this channel is what I'm trying to do. Okay. I'm world building here, just like they do in our favorite entertainment movies. Um, in addition to that, um, I'm thinking that some of the exclusive content is going to be a little bit more. Um, and it's not so much the reviews, but it's going to be a lot more of what's going on behind the scenes so people could get an idea on how this really, really works um, and possibly get ideas on how to create this. Now, um, I'm going to publicly put this out here. I need to get with the subscriber. Uh, demand i need to hook up with you i need to do some photo shoots with these cool superhero t-shirts i'm rocking out with the hats i need to get with you to do some because that's going to be i need to utilize that for some of my videos and part of the contents and i'll talk to you about that i really hate 
having to put my stuff on a tripod and go at it from there. But anyway, hey guys, um, I'm going to cut it short. Uh, please uh, go on over to the uh, Twitter handle, go to the community tab here on YouTube. Give me some more suggestions. Give me what you want to hear more about, and we can dedicate some videos and some live streams to it. Um, uh, also trying to figure out what is a good day to do call-ins. Now, here's the thing about call-ins. I'm being real careful with call-ins because I got a lot of friends who are jokers who call in just to act up. And I'm really trying to keep this semi-serious, you know. So the thing is, uh, you know, I, I, I need to figure out a good day. I think in these Wednesdays might be a good time for it. And um, see what we can do. See what we can do. But hey, everybody, remember, like, share, subscribe. Also, if you can't say anything nice about anybody, don't say anything at all. Send it to me. Let me say it. If you don't like it, hey, that's your opinion and you're entitled to it. So as I hit the funky outro music, y'all, peace, y'all, and I'm out of here. Thanks for joining. Let me holler at my channel member, producer Thomas Wirtz. Thanks, everybody else, for coming on in. Josh, hey, it's been a long time. No see. Let me hit this. Let me. Where's my? Where's my? I'm still fly. Funky outro. There it goes. Man. You know, I got to hit that drop. I'm still fly. I'm still fly. Let's go. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, this is the cool stuff. Hey, we got to get this channel pumping. We got to get more people in here. I want more people scrolling. I want their names scrolling across the bottom. Okay, let's get this going. Appreciate each and every one of y'all. Remember, go over to the community tab. Check out a lot of stuff. Going over to Twitter. Leave your comments. Hit it with a thumbs up. Share it with your friends. Peace.